Welcome everyone, or welcome Moshe. Today's uh, will be Daf Kuf, Daf 100 in Mesechet Shabbat. We will begin on Sadi Tetamabet, two lines before the bottom, Amarava. Let's pay close attention, guys. Amarava, Pshitali, it's obvious to me, Rabbi claims, Maim al Gabi Maim, Hainu Nachata. So the question is like this. When the subject being discussed is if you have something that's being, that is moving and you pick up a moving object, so then you didn't do an akira. In order to be chayah for transfer on Shabbat, you have to be doing akira and a halacha. And an akira means you take a stationary object and you pick it up. That's an akira. Halacha is you took a moving object and you put it down or you stopped it from moving. So it could be the standard case is you pick up something at Akira and you put it down at Tanakha. A non-standard case could be a case where you kick a ball, that's Akira, and the ball lands, that's Tanakha. It doesn't have to be the pick up and put down. But the item that you pick up must be stationary. Now we're discussing the stationary part of it. What, what item can be called stationary? So he says, if you have Mayim al Mayim, which means, that if you take some water from out of a body of water, the water that you took, even though it might be fluid, is still considered stationary. We don't say, well, the water is moving. Since the water is sitting on water, and all water is water, we look at that whole body as water, and it's considered stationary. And if you pick it up, that will be akira. If you subsequently put it down, that will be halakha, you'll be chayav, kurban, and shabbat. On the other hand, egoz al gabimayim, picking up from either, either picking up from Abim and walking for amot, or picking up from Shuta Yahid and crossing over to Shuta Abim and putting it down. In any of those cases, you'll be chayav. The akira and halakha could work in any case. It could work either. Halakha has to be in one, either of two places. Either I pick it up in Shuta Abim, Walk for a more and put it down. Yeah, yeah, put it down. I can put it down anywhere. Either on the floor, as long yeah. as it stays in one spot. I took it off the water. So in other words, I had a body of water, and I take a cup full of water out of it, and I moved it. Now you might have thunk that since the place I'm taking it from is water and it's moving-ish, so therefore maybe that's not an akira because I picked up a moving object. It's just, no, since it's on Ma'im, it's, it's called stationary. Okay? If it's a gozal gavi Ma'im, if on the other hand, I have a nut floating on the water, so it's a solid object floating on Ma'im, a liquid object, lav hainu hanachtan, that it wasn't considered hanacha over there. And therefore, says Rashi, v'im natnu m'sham, lav akirahi. If I take it from there, it's not like and I won't be chayav korban because the nut is floating on the water. So water on water, since it's all the same object, we look at that and we say, oh, it's all the same object, it's halakha. But a nut on water, since the nut is moving, even though the water might be moving, but the water moves on water. Therefore, we're going to call that stationary. But a nut on water, says Rabbi, now I'm clear, and that's not called stationary. And therefore, a guy who takes a, a floating nut picks it up, moves it, and drops it down, he's patur. One question is about the akira, right? Correct, correct. 
correct. The hanacha is not important. We're, assu- we're, assu- we're assuming a, ha- a good hanacha is going to happen. Yeah. You're going to either take it and chuck it, and it's going to land. That's a hanacha. Or you could put it down. Whatever it is, we're assuming that before we start. Good. Now, by Rav, but Rav, what Rav is not, so he's sure about those two cases. Not patur. Water, mutar. What's the case? He's not sure, right? By Rav, it goes bikli, bikli tzaf al gabimai. You have a gauze sitting stationary in a clay, and in the vessel, and the vessel is floating on the water. So on the one hand, do we say Let's go. Let's follow the nut. The nut is stationary because it's in the kelly. The whole problem is that it's moving. Right. And that's And here the nut is stationary. Because it's it's not the nut that's moving, it's the it's the keli that's moving. So it's not it's not that's moving. but the keli has done. Halonayach, or we go by the it's not it's not it's like the nut before. It's like the nut in the first case, which was moving. Tiku. Gemara says we don't have to answer this question. We're going to leave it for Mashiach. New case. Now we have guys Shemin. Saf al What if I have oil, which has a tendency to float to the top, and it's floating on top of wine? In the case, we could have brought the case of oil on top of water as well. The reason why we brought oil on top of wine over here is because it's going to be a famous case that's spoken about, but it will be the same if we So now, alone, you could probably figure this out, Moshe. Uh, it, it does float. Now, it really should be similar to the water on top of the water, right? We said before that the water on top of the water was... So, so the difference here is that, that maybe it might be different because since when it's water on top of water, we look, even though it's fluid, we're looking at it as a hanacha because it, it, it's all one object. But here, where it's oil on top of water or wine, do we say, well, the oil is really moving? It's like a nut. Or do we say, liquid, and therefore it's going to be moving, and then you'll be patur. So the Gemara says, the answer, the answer to this question is, is a machloka It's parallel to a machloka between Yochuminu and Ramanan. It's not that we learned in Mishnah. Shemen Shitzaf al Gabiyayin. If you have oil that's floating on top of wine, and a tvulyom, who was a fellow who went to the went to the mikveh, but he's waiting <coughs> for evening in order to be fully pure, and he in this state while he's dipped already but waiting for evening can be but he can't be but the tzumah can't be tamet something else. The reason why you pick the case of the Tzvulyom is because if it was a guy who was really Tamer, he'll be Tamer. Once he Tamer is one thing, that thing is Tamer the next thing. And everything will be Tamer. But here we have a guy who can only Tamer one thing, the thing he touches. Okay? So do we say, V'negah b'shemen, he touches the Shemen. Lo pasal, no, I'm sorry. V'negah Tzvulyom b'shemen, lo pasal el shemen. He said only the Shemen, but the wine is still Drinkable. Why? Because we look at it as an, a different item floating on the other item. Okay? 
Rabbi Yochanan says, Shneim Chibur Zerzan. Rabbi Yochanan says, no, they're both connected. So if we follow that machloket that back to us, if you have the shemen on top of the oil, on top of the wine, and you take some and you pull it out. So if you are Rabbanan, who said that you only posel the shemen, so you're really looking at the shemen as a separate object, like a nut. And if so, you'll be patur. But Rabbi Yochanan Menuri, who looked at the shemen, as the same thing. So to him, water. it's water. And therefore, he'll say, Yipatur. Okay? Amar Abaya. Abaya explains. Bor b'rishun tarabim. Amuka asara v'lechava shmona. If you have a pit in b'rishun tarabim, its depth is 10, and its width is 8. Okay? So it's certainly big enough to become b'rishun tarabim. Because it's 10 by 8. And had it been only 10 by 4, it would have been enough. Right? A pit in Shutarabim becomes a Shutarachid when it's 10 deep, 4 by 4. This one is 10 and 8 by 4. So it's the size of exactly two Shutarachids. Beautiful. He picks up. Well, 4 by 8. 10 deep by 4 by 4 is a Shutarachid. This is 10 deep, 8 by 4. So it's eight tvachim length, four by four, four in width. Okay. Had it been only four by four, it would have been sufficient. Okay. And what do we do? He takes a mat that was sitting in the Shutarabim and he chucks the mat into the pit. Now the mat happens to land exactly in between the two, the the, the at the midpoint. Of your of your eight tefachim, causing each one of the new pits after it lands to be the size of ten deep, four by three point nine. Drop less, correct. Says the Gemara, patur. The Abaye said it's patur. Now the Gemara explains, who believes that the Machatzelet, this mat that was thrown in, could be vatal, the Mechitza of my pit. I don't even have to ask Abaya if a clod of earth was thrown in, could it lessen my thing? Let's say, I, like the previous case we had in the previous staff, I have a 10 tvachim deep pit, four by four, and I throw a clod of earth that now makes the bottom of the pit only nine tvachim off the, off the surface level. Abaya will surely say that that is also patur when you throw in the dirt. Why? Because if throwing in the mahatzilet, which is not part of the ground, it's a foreign object to the ground, already separates the breaks up the Shutarabim. You don't even have to ask Abaya if dirt will do it. Of course it will. Okay? It's supposed to be there. It's supposed to be there. The Rabbi Yochan, but according to Rabbi Yochan, who wasn't sure earlier about the clot of dirt, whether or not it does it, then Machatzelet, Shita. It's obviously by the Machatzelet, that it will not knock off. Right? Rabbi Yochanan had earlier asked about the clod of dirt. 
So about him, we don't even have to ask about the machatzelet that he certainly will not let. If he's not sure about a clot of dirt, we know he is sure that a machatzelet is not breaking up the machatzelet. Because since it's a foreign object, it should be less good. The fact that he asked the question about a clot of dirt when he could have asked a better question indicates that he's clear. That's a good question, but that's the answer to the question. Amar Abaye. Abaye says another thing. Bor b'rishut al-bim. You have a pit in public property. Amuka asara urhava arba. It is deep ten, and it is wide four by four. Mila amayim. It's full of water. Vizarak latocha. And I throw a rock into it from b'rishut al-bim. Chayav. Okay. Why? Because if we look at it, it says four by four. Ten four by four. Throw it in half. Mila perot, if it was full of fruit, my time. Why, if it's full of water, do we say, oh, it's full of water? That's like it's empty. We look at it like it's as if it's empty. It's ten deep four by four. Oh, that's a shit. But when it was full of apples, we didn't say that. Make it, what's the difference between apples and water? She says, Gemara. Mayim lo mevatli mechitza. Herot mevatli mechitza. Mayim doesn't get rid of mechitzot, and perot do get rid of mechitzot. Now, that's not such an explanation, right? That's kind of saying that's just what happened. Okay. Like, if it goes down from water, you know, it's still, when you throw something in it, it can still go down. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe, maybe because it's pliable. And it, so, so you, according to the, according to your understanding, if it was cotton, it would be not full. No, I'm just pointing out. Whatever. We'll accept either one, but it's not relevant to our thing. We'll keep going. Tanya nami hachi. Hazorek min hayam istra. The guy throws something from a yam, which is a carmelite, istra to the road. Min istra le yam, patur. Right. You patur. Why? Because it's a carmelite. If Shimon Omer, Im yesh b'makom shizalak amok asera v'lochov alba chayav. Which means, if in the place that you threw it, there's a bore that's deep 10 and 4, four wide, you chayav. Why? Because even though the, the sea is deep, 10, deep 10, and wide 4 by 4 and we still call to the Carmelite, so you might say the bore should also be. Still, since it's separated, it's, it comes to the Shutaechit. So now I want to tell you that not every item is a Shutaechit. When it's, in other words, not every, every bore that's deep is automatically a Shutaechit. Sometimes the bore could be deep. Like a C, 
and it's still only a Carmelite. Okay? But a regular boar in Yishut Arabim is really, uh, becomes an automatic Yishut Arabim. Seems like the C is different. Okay, now we have a new Mishnah. Hazorek alba amot pakotel. We had this mentioned before. This Mishnah was mentioned a few times earlier. If you throw something, four amot against the kotel, the malam asarat vachim, if it hits above ten vachim, kizorek pa'avir, it's like you threw it to makom patur, and you patur. Matam asarat vachim, if it's below ten vachim, kizorek pa'avir, it's like you throw it to the ground. And you chayav. Hazorek be'aretz ba'amot chayav. If you throw it four amot on the ground, you chayav. Ask the Gemara, why are you chayav when you throw it low on the on the wall? Halonach, it didn't land there. If you throw it against the wall, it's going to bounce off. And therefore, how could it be chayav? Like we mentioned last time, we're talking here about a nice, juicy, sticky fig that sticks on the wall that could make you chayav. Okay? But you're right, had it bounced back, you wouldn't be chayav. Amar bihuda, abarav, amar b'chiyam. Zarak, lemalem asara. If a guy throws it above 10 tvachim on the wall, okay? And it lands in a little hole in the wall. There was a little hole, it lands in the hole in the wall above 10 Tvachin. We came to Machok at Rumer Ramaran. Rumer the Ama Chokakim Hashlim. Kordomer, who says regarding a Mizuzah, that if you put an area, you put a Mizuzah in an area that's really not big enough, not a big enough doorway. It's, we look at it as if we, as if we chokek, as if we chiseled enough to make it big enough. So then here too, mechayev, we're going to chisel here too. Like, no, we're going to virtually chisel this out and we're going to make it a four by four. Even though it landed on a small little hole, we're going to make believe, just like we do by mezuzah, in order to make it chayev mezuzah, we're going to also make believe over here and make the, the little hole that it landed in above 10 Tvachim into a 4 by 4 area. Virtually. Okay? Chiseling. No, chiseling is when you chisel out an area. So this, this item landed in a small part of a small little hole in the... There was a small little outcropping in the, in the wall. Well, let's say a little ledge in the wall, you know, of walls usually made by uh, different stones, one another. And it landed in a small little outcropping of a stone. We halachically chisel, just like we chisel by Muzah to make it bigger, we'll do that here as well, and we'll make you chayab. You wouldn't be chayab on this one also because it's too small. We have a bracha. That supports this as well. The mala masala chavena chabechor lugoshu or b'mi'emachayv chayv b'dorim. That's beautiful. Amir Yehuda Marav. Now we're going to talk about a new case where you have a ramp, okay? And we the, yes, it'll be a machloket, okay? Okay, new case. 
Amar Yehuda Amar Rav. Kel Hamlaket Asalam Etoch Arba. If you have a ramp, if you have a ramp, if you have a ramp which has a incline or it goes up a total of 10 tvachim within four tvachim, which means it takes less than four tvachim for it to rise 10 tvachim. You could have a very long slope. And if you have a long slope, it could take 10 tvachim for it, 10 tvachim long for it to get 10 tvachim high. That's a very, very low ramp. Or you could have a ramp that's very, very steep. And right away, in four tvachim up, it's already at 10 tvachim high. Depends on the degree angle of the item. Okay? So if you have one that's steep enough to be go up 10 within four, okay? And I threw something and lands on top of it. According to what Yehuda is saying in the name of Rav, and if it lands anywhere on top of this ramp, we're going to look at it as if it landed on top of the ten tzvachim, and it'll be chayav. And again, when you throw an item to a reshut ha'yachid, you're chayav. In order to be a reshut ha'yachid, from reshut ha'yachid, in order to be chayav, it has to be four by four by ten. This one is four by four by ten, but only at one only at one end of it. At the other end of the ramp, it's on the floor. But since it goes up so steeply that it go it goes up ten tvachim within only four tvachim. There should be a way to tell you if I was a good mathematician, I would tell you exactly how many degrees it is, but I don't know. A certain number of degrees. Then we say that the whole thing is considered as if it's above 10. And it's chayav uh, if it lands on any part of the item. Good. If you have a mavui where the entrance of the mavui has equal karka level, the same height of the floor as what's inside the Mavui. And it became a, they made a ramp to the Shutanabim. Oh, the Mavui is equal to the Shutanabim. In either of these cases, and we made a ramp inside it. Right? It doesn't need a lechi or a kora. Normally a mavui needs a lechi or kora to allow you to carry it. But here, we look at this ramp as if it's a mechitza. So, just to show you, if you have an opening to mavui, see the opening to the mavui? Okay. And an opening mavui normally would need a kora or a or a lechi at the end to remind the people who are carrying inside not to carry out to the shoot of the beef. 
That's the general halakha. We'll learn In this particular case, we look at the area as if it's closed off. And it doesn't need a lech Why? Because since it's such a steep drop, we look at it as if it's a wall. And that wall, since there's a wall, it doesn't need a lech. Only, you only need a lech or a at the entrance to something. This, we don't look at it as an entrance because it has such a steep drop. We look at it as a wall. Yeah. Again, they have the same type of very steep um, ramp. Like we said before. Anywhere on top of it is considered as if it's all on top. Now we have a brand new Mishnah. Mishnah number two for today. Says the Mishnah. If I have a ball and I throw it three amot, and after I throw it, it rolls the fourth amot out. Says the Gemara. Patur. If it's outside of four amot, Let's say you put some spin on the ball and you popped it out like this and it goes back towards you and landed back, or it hit the wind and it comes back to you, then you're still chayat. Because it went outside, it bounced back into three on one and landed right next to you, you're still chayat. Stop. Right. Ask the Gemara, how can I be chayat in the last case? Hello, nah, it didn't rest there. Has to have rested for a second. So I rolled it out. It went rolling, rolling, rolling. Stopped a second and came back. That's the case. You're right. If it never stopped and it went out and came back, I'd be patur. You're asking, how can there ever be a possibility that it wouldn't stop? If you roll something, it has to stop and then come back. Well, there's two ways to do it. One way is if a guy playing slap ball and he slaps it back in. So it never really stopped. It's going and it's going back. I don't see it really stopping. Unless you have a split frame, you can say it stopped. Alternatively, it could be a case where the guy is doing that purpose and he puts spin, spin on the ball. So just like you do in ping pong, where it goes this way and goes right back, it didn't stop. It was moving. It just moved with the spin backwards. Unless you freeze frame and see for a second, never stop. I don't think so. Okay? The fact you have a question. Hello, Nach. Has to have stopped on something. So something within three tachim of the floor, that's what has to stop them. If you throw it out for more and the wind pushes it, because someone brings it back, even though you took it out, but if 
אף מי שחזר מארצו חייב. If the, the wind stopped it for a second, then you'd be chayav for sure, like he said. Amar tok shosha, if it's within three twachim of the floor, the Rabbanan, according to the Rabbanan, tzadich hanacha al-gamimashu, it still has to land on something. It just being in the airspace is not enough to make it chayav, it has to actually land. Yativ mureymer v'ka'amar l'ashmaita. He said this. So what he's saying here is that in order for the chayav, if it stops, if it if it stops, it has to land on something. It can't just stop in the air. It's not enough. Right. But it has to be low, with it to the ground to be chayav. Right. Said this story over. They told him, Ravina, Ravina told him, Isn't this the case in the Mishnah? The Amr Biochim Yochim said, Who Shinach? I'll give him a shoe, has to land on something. Amale, Mikagel Kama, you talking about the roll case? Mikagel, and so forth. In the rolling case, it's not really going to stop. In the place where it is, and therefore it's not considered stop. but in our case, where it fell onto the place where it's there, came this since it's gonna stop over there. Even though it didn't stop, we call it like it stopped. You might have thunk that. You can't learn it from the case of Megalgel from the Mishnah, because in the Megalgel case, it wasn't gonna end up. Staying there, but here, since it's going to stop there, even though it didn't stop, you might have thought that it's like it stopped. Therefore, I have to come tell you both cases. Don't think it's partial from the case of the Mishnah, even in this case, is true. Okay, now we have a brand new Mishnah again, third Mishnah in one dot. Interesting, I don't think we had that before. Hazorek Viam, person who throws something in the sea, Alba Amot. It goes forward, if there is a case of a puddle of water, and the Shudabim goes through it, if you throw into it for Amot, because it ended up there. Who cares that it's in a puddle? Still, Yichayav. Kama Hura Kakmaim. What's the depth of a puddle of water? Has to be less than 10 Tvachim. Okay? But if it's 10 Tvachim, it would be like we said before. If you have a puddle of water, you should be going through it. If you throw into it, Good. That's a little repetitive. We repeated that same case again. You're always going to want to know why. Maybe we'll stop here. We'll stop with the Gemara. Okay? I'm going to have a more about it. Okay? Thank you for watching. Thank you. Let's get on the spot. <laughs> you saved me this time.
Otherwise, you, you saw I was falling asleep at the end anyway. Yeah. Very hard. Especially it's late. Wow. Yeah, so